Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. The scripture reading comes from Galatians 5, 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is a description of what the Christian life lifestyle is all about. We can't pick what fruit we want. We can't just pick one or two and say, I don't want the rest. So, let's take a look at each one of these. Love. You can have everything, but without love, you have nothing. I think we've all heard that. And the toughest thing about love is loving everyone. Some people are easy to love, while others, like our enemies, we find it hard to love. The only way we can love the unlovable is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, one day I was talking to a friend, and I happened to say, and I'm, I'm not happy about admitting this, <laughs> but I happened to say, I hate that person. And my girlfriend looked at me, and she said, let me ask you, if that person was broke down on the highway and you knew that there was not another car going to be coming for a while, would you stop and help them? And immediately I said, yes. And she said, then Darlene, you don't hate that person. You might dislike them very, you know, very strongly, but you don't hate, her, hate that person. <clears throat> so anyway. I had to admit that I thought I hated him. Okay, so what about you? Would you stop to help an enemy? I see some shakings of yeses. Yes, I think we all would. Because we know, what if it was us? You know? We would want, even if it was our enemy, we would want someone to at least stop and show that they cared enough to even maybe pick up a phone and call for help. Our only escape from life's unfairness is the miracle of love. Love opens the heavenly gates to eternity for us. Joy. One of the characteristics of the Christian is an inward joy. Even under difficult situations, we need to have a joyful heart. Unfortunately, many Christians only think of depressing things, and especially at this time, and they have no outward shining of God that people can see. They just don't want to let their light shine because sometimes they're just so depressed and they're just so unhappy, they just can't bring out that joy. 
but only through God can you reach out and say, okay, God, put that joy back into my heart. And there is a time to be sad. For instance, the passing of a friend or a family member. But we always have to remember that as a Christian, especially because you are being watched, we find joy knowing that if they were a Christian, they were in heaven. And if they weren't, all we can do is pray. And just for our own selves, because after they've passed, it's too late for them. But we can pray for ourselves so that we don't have that heavy heart to say, you know, why didn't you listen to me? We have to be happy. And even in that circumstance, we have to find joy somewhere. Well, how can we? How can we find it? By doing the will of God. Ask him what he wants you to do with your life. Maybe that sadness and that unhappiness can be found volunteering somewhere. Give to the needy. And just like we're going to be collecting for Thanksgiving uh, meals, that'll bring joy to your heart knowing that you are filling someone's belly. Maybe it's making some soup and taking it over to your neighbor who, who is elderly and you know that they don't get to the store quite as often. You can always find something. And right now we do have to be careful where we go and what we do, who we see, you know, whose houses we go into if we're going to take something. But be creative. You know, even if you, I have a neighbor who has um, her daughter comes and she puts soup and canned goods and things out on her steps so that then her name's Anne. Anne comes out, gets that bag and takes it in. That's a safe way of doing it. You know, even just collecting cans, canned goods or something. Put it on her step, give them a phone call and say, hey, I left you something. So yes, find a way to help someone and that will bring the joy to your life. Peace. Peace is a calm that our sins are forgiven. Romans 5.1 Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. John 14.27, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world does. True? Amen? We're thankful for that, aren't we? His peace is the perfect answer to our troubled times. Peace of the Christian is the answer to all of our worries. And again, how can we find some peace? The biggest way is to read your Bible Open that Bible up and study it. There are so many, so many times the word peace is uh, written in there. And it also, the Bible tells us about the people who are just like us. And they have gone through similar situations. But because of the peace that they found through their God, our God, they have the peace. And so now we can read about it. And that also gives us the hope. 
Patience. I think for most of us, patience is something that we need to continually work on. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. Have you heard of a Chinese bamboo tree? Anybody? I didn't even know there was such a thing until I was studying for this. <laughs> well, the seeds are planted, and they're watered, and they're fertilized, but nothing happens for the first year. The second year and the third year, the tree's watered, it's fertilized, and nothing happens. Guess what happens on the fourth year? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing again. But finally, when that seed has been in the ground for five years, in a matter of six weeks, it will grow to be 90 feet. Now that takes patience, doesn't it? To plant a seed, which, thank you, Lord. Sometimes we plant a seed in our loved ones. We try and we water it and water it and water it. And they see the way we live and we just have to wait and wait, sometimes 30, 40 years before they see the light. So yes, we, this five, five years is nothing compared to how sometimes we just have to pray for someone year after year, day after day. But thank you, God wasn't in my notes, so that's why I'm thanking God. <laughs> And again, this is like our Christian walk. It doesn't happen overnight, even for us. God is in the business of maturing his people. He is more interested in our growth than he is in anything else. If we don't grow, then that means we're either stagnant, staying in the same place, or we backslid. And we sure don't want that. We don't want the dying part. We want to keep on keeping on. And we can sometimes get discouraged with our own process. But don't give up. With God's help, you'll find you have more and more patience. Kindness. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a way in which we act and we speak. It's an attitude. The goal for us is to be kind to others, just as Jesus has been kind to us. When you think of doing something kind for someone, do it at that very moment. Or write yourself a note. Because sometimes life gets in our way, and we lose that moment, we lose that opportunity. Timing can always Timing can be a very important thing because sometimes when God puts someone on your heart and you think, oh yeah, i got to send them a card, and then life comes along and you forget, could have been a moment lost, and you know, maybe they ended up in the hospital or passed away and you didn't, you didn't seize that moment. So please, you know, even if, sometimes in your dream, you can dream of someone and when you wake up, you pray for that person because maybe God was putting them on your heart. That happens to me all the time. I'll be sleeping and it'll be like out of the blue, somebody that maybe I went to school with, you know, 
40 years ago will pop into my brain and it'll be, okay, when I wake up, then I say just a little prayer. You know, God watch over them. If they need prayer, I'm praying for them right now because you don't know what that next moment could bring for them. And the old adage of the more you give, the more you receive. And so um, we need to keep that in mind. Not that we want to give just to say, oh, I'm going to get something back. Because a lot of times you don't, but you are going to feel better. Okay, our next one is goodness. Goodness is love in action. It's hands-on, up-close, and personal doing. Goodness is the small, quiet helping, not standing in the spotlight so that you can get a pat on the back or that, so that someone will notice you. And if you know your Bible, that's what the Pharisees did. They would go and they would preach loud so that everyone could hear them. That's not the way we are to be. We are to go into our closet. Not, not a closet, but go into your home, go in, sit down, and pray. We don't have to be boisterous about it. God has placed within us the potential of goodness, which can be lived every day. We can't be our best until we allow the Holy Spirit to work within us so that the light of Jesus lives among us so that we can touch the world with goodness. Faithfulness. The seventh fruit of the Spirit is a word that means loyal, devoted, trustworthy, and dependable. It also means endurance when life gets tough. One of the reasons for our lack of faith is that many of us have been betrayed by relationships. And we, that is why we need God in our lives. God is faithful. He is our rock upon which we need to build on. Faithfulness conveys that someone will be there when we really need them. And you have a friend that you know that you can call at the last minute or if you're down about something, or you're worried, or maybe you have a prayer partner that you can depend on, and they can depend on you. That's what faithfulness is. Jeremiah 1.5, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will always be there for us. He is always faithful. Gentleness. Our society tells us that we need to be more aggressive and stand up for what our rights are. Amen? Well, that's the complete opposite of what Jesus tells us. Philippians 4.4 Rejoice! Let the gentleness be evident to all. One of the truest tests of gratefulness is how a leadership person treats others. 1 Peter 3.15 Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks 
but do it with gentleness and respect. If someone comes to you with a problem, you don't just look at them and say, how many times have I told you that if you would do this, this, and this, it's going to work out. You don't you say, okay, let's sit down, let's talk. Let me hear your side. What, are, what have you been doing to solve this problem? And then you can give them clues and ideas, but with gentleness. And especially if you're in leadership, no one wants to hear any disrespect from that person. You know, if someone comes to me, I don't want to disrespect someone. Because you know what? They may end up walking away from the church, and we don't want that. New Christians especially, to us, they are spiritual babies. They don't always understand, so we have to be extra special, gentle with them, extra specially gentle. Or again, they may never come back. They might say, oh, forget that. You know, I don't want to be like them. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bear it one with one another, bearing in the, in the love of one another. Ephesians 4.2, what I just mentioned, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with love with one another, covers the topic of three topics that we just covered. Being gentle, patient, and it also describes love. Last but not least, self-control. It's the ability to live with restraints. I don't think any of us like to be self-controlled. <laughs> it's a big struggle for most of us, and especially right now. You know, we're told to do this, do that, and it's like, I don't want to do that. You know, don't tell me I have to do that. And who is the biggest promoter of um, making us weak? So, to be. You're right, Satan. He finds where we are weak, and he tells us it's okay to do the things that we don't want to do, that we're told not to do. In our world today, crime is on the rise. Rebellious children are being raised. People in religious positions are failing us. And our morals have gone right out the door. All of this is the cause of undisciplined lives. We don't have self-control. Daily, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us with our self-control so that we can regain honor and glory to God. Now that we have covered all nine fruits of the Spirit, did you notice how many times it was mentioned, the Holy Spirit? name. Sometimes we forget about this third person. As you can clearly see, we need him just as much as we need God the Father and Jesus the Son. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us every day, just as much as we ask God to help us. Amen? Amen. Amen.